So um, now I get to call up Pastor Brent, who is amazing, and he is going to share the second half of his message on how to live a prosperous life. How many of you, just raise your hand, if you um, God did something in your life through, maybe it's through relationships or through your resources or something God just really spoke to you or did something, raise your hand. Ooh, yeah, me too. So um, thank you, Brent, and here we go. Oh, here's this. All right, let's pray together. Father, we are so blessed to be your children, so blessed. Thank you, thank you, Father, that... um, that it's, it's your desire that you, uh, you want to love us into wholeness. And we're asking that you do that tonight. We, we desire to experience the fullness of all that Jesus has paid for, for us on the cross. And God, not just for ourselves, though we, we need that for ourselves desperately. We do need you in every way. But I also ask, God, that we would be so, so in touch with you, so filled with you, so um, our hearts so healed up. Uh, that we'd, we would be a truer and truer expression of your love and your grace and your hope to this to this world, to everyone that we meet, that we could just go into a bank and <laughs> hug everyone in a bank. And whatever, whatever you asked us to do, Lord, and not even thinking so much about what should we do, but rather just being our true selves, just, just doing life with you and watching, watching the kingdom happen around us as we go. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm not sure how many of you uh, were here last week, but I started a two-part series on on how to have a prosperous year, and um, we're going to do part two. Last week was uh, prosperous relationships and wealth, like the the wealth and resources that um, that God wants us to have. This time, I want to talk about health, and uh, before I go to that. I'm going to remind you of the scripture that I was using, and we can, I'll just read it to you. Beloved, this is the Apostle John. He says, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Can you say all? (laughs) That's a lot. All things, and be in health just as your soul prospers. Let's look at another scripture before we get to some of the specifics. This is from Galatians 1.3 in the Passion Translation. Paul says, I pray over you. He's praying over you, right? Right now. He's saying, I pray over you a release of the blessings of God's undeserved kindness. Most of your Bibles would say grace, the Father's grace, and total well-being that flows from our Father God and from the Lord Jesus so that total well-being, that the word there is shalom, which most of our scriptures would say peace, except that shalom is so much more than peace. That's why I love this translation in the Passion, because shalom means, it means all of it. It means the health, the prosperity, the peace, your total well-being. In other words, that you would prosper in all things. And God cares about the little things. He does. He cares about all of the things going on in your life, and he wants to meet you in all those areas and help you. He's, he wants to help us in all of these areas to experience life the way he intended it. One more scripture. I love this one from Isaiah fifty-eight eleven. It says, The Lord will guide you continually, watering your life when you are dry and keeping you healthy too. You will be like a well-watered garden like an ever-flowing spring. So my question to you is, is is there a place in your life right now where you're feeling kind of dry? Maybe you're just overall feeling kind of dry, like, God, where are you? Or I'm not experiencing you the way that I want. Or maybe it's a certain part of your life. But as you think about that right now, I want to ask right now for the Lord to come and to bless you. And to bring his life-giving, nurturing, flowing life and love through you. So, Father, thank you um, that you've sent your spirit, Holy Spirit. You are here 
to fill us and to fill us. And God, you know what we need. And it is your great delight to provide everything that we need so that we would be like this well-watered garden, this flowing, this flowing stream, this flowing fountain. So fill us up, fill us up, fill us up. In Jesus' name. All right, so this time we're talking about prosperous health. And similar to the to last week, I'm going to give you uh, several specific, uh, very tangible, practical things for you to consider, things that God intends to do in our lives. And like I said last week, this is not a checklist for you to, to say, to think how poorly you're doing because you're not measuring up. I have some great news for you. Jesus measured up for you already. So that's already done. This is not about you measuring up so that God likes you more. He can't like you any more than he already does, which is infinitely. But this is about you getting to experience and enjoy the life that Jesus paid for for you, right? So I want to remind you of that because sometimes when you can look at lists and you're like, dang it, I'm not not as far along as I want to be. Well, I'll tell you what, you're a whole lot farther than you used to be. And there are times... I. I've said this to some of you, but there, I, I know that we're not to look behind us, especially when you talk about past mistakes, past sins. Jesus says, no, I've washed those, so you don't need to go back there. But there are times, especially when you get discouraged or frustrated, I know this, where Jesus, he'll put his arm around you and he'll say, look how far you've come. Wow, now let's keep going. That's one of the times when it's okay to look back. Here we go. So, ah, sorry, before, before that, I forgot where we are. Before that, before the practical things come up, this is to me the overarching, most important aspect of you living in prosperous health. Receiving the Father's love for yourself. It can't be somebody else's experience. It just can't be. It's great to get encouraged. I, I love hearing encouragement, encouraging stories as well. This has got to be your story. And, and here's what I want to tell you. As much as you long for encounters with the Father's love, His affection, He longs for it even more for you. So keep going. Keep asking. Keep spending the time with Him. The, his Father's heart for you never changes. And, and, and one of the blocks that we have, all of us at times, to experiencing the intimacy the way we want it's our own wrong thinking that, that imagines that somehow we haven't measured up, we haven't done enough, he's disappointed in me. Anyone? These are the things, that's, it's actually a block, and it's not, it's not his block. It's, he's not putting a block in the road. His, his love over you, if you could imagine the sun, you know, that only only times i don't know you know a million the, the intensity it doesn't change he radiates love over you i love you i love you your mind and i'm telling you this brings health to your body to your mind to your soul when you finally settle it in your heart that i am i am i am daddy's son i'm daddy's daughter i'm his i'm his beloved one i'm his favorite and you believe it it impacts your health in every way, it does. And the, other, the second one like it, and I mentioned this last week, is to learn to love yourself well. Learn to love yourself. By that, what I mean is God's going to have to teach you, but choose that you want to learn. Because, because self-hatred, self-loathing, um, shame, those things are destroying our health. It's in the scriptures, actually. It destroys our health. And we don't even know it. So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't befit each one of you as a son or daughter of the king to, to believe lies like that. You are, you are altogether lovely, he says. You are lovable. Can you just say that, I am lovable? Do you believe that? I'm lovable. Do you know what that means to the core? It means that you're easy to love. That's what it means, because God made you that way. Learn to love yourself well. In order to do that, 
You're going to have to have some fun. You're actually going to have to be like a child. Right? Like these guys right here. I never get tired of that one, ever. You got to be like a little child, right? You do. You have to in order to love yourself well. When you look at little children, there comes an age, a certain age, where they start figuring out mirrors is themselves. This is normal. This is actually how each one of us were. This is so. What happened along the way to get us to stop believing that that we were lovable? Because at one time we all knew this. Right? When you love yourself, you will be kind to yourself, you will take care of yourself, and you will make better choices. Did you know that? What I'm going to share with you, a lot of this is about making better choices, but what's your motive? Because if your motive is, I'm not checking enough things off the list, I... You know, I, guilt because I'm doing this and this, but I'm not doing that. Those won't last very long. It, the motive has to be, I love myself and I'm worth it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the more you take care of yourself, this is true. You, you might be thinking, well, this sounds self-centered, egotistical. It's all about me. That actually is not the truth. When it's, when it's coming from God's love, when that's the source and the origin and you're loving himself with yourself with his love, you will actually begin to love people in a whole different way. It's the way it works. Prosperous health. I'm going to cover three areas really quickly. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. And um, each one of these, uh, I, just, I just give a few very practical um, pieces of advice. All of it comes from Scripture. I'll read a couple of them, but most of them I'm not going to read. One is, one and first and foremost, this is all about health to your body, is to value God's presence. Value his presence. This is the scripture, one thing I ask, one thing I desire, to be in the house of the Lord forever. That longing that, I, God, I have to be in your presence. When we are in his presence, when we experience it, there, have, have you ever noticed people who are experiencing the presence and there's a glow? There's a glow about them? And people who experience the presence a lot, you watch, they, some of them even start to seem to um, uh, get younger, especially those that didn't know the Lord. And they get in the presence and they start to get younger. His presence, everything we need comes from him, but his presence actually is a huge part of our overall health for our spirit. I was going to mention this before I go on. Spirit, soul, body, even though we sometimes categorize them like that, they're all interconnected. They're all intertwined. So you could almost put any of these in any of them because, because how your spirit is impacted is going to impact you emotionally. It's going to impact you physically. It, it, just, it just does. Worship him often. Worship the Lord often. It, it doesn't even matter how. Some people say, well, I don't sing. Yes, you do. You have a, you have a shower. You have your car when you're all alone. You do so sing. I know you do. Just, just do it. Just, in, just enjoy it. Or, you, or people say, well, I don't play an instrument. I'm not like Todd or you know, someone else that plays an instrument. Yet, well, you, you, got, you have an instrument. It's called your, you know, your, your phone, your whatever that, 
that plays worship music, right? Get new music, too. Some of you, if you're feeling stale, there's new stuff coming out all the time. Keep, keep doing things to, to make it new and fresh for you. But just remember, again, this isn't a checklist. This is about encountering the Lord, right? And, and um, so find out what works for you. There's times when I'm sitting reading the Word and I'll just have soaking music on. Other times I am, I got music on full blast and I am bouncing around the house and declaring and I do that kind of stuff. If you don't do that kind of stuff, I will say, try it. Just try stuff. Part, part, some other reason why we feel like we're not going anywhere is because we're just sitting here saying, well, I don't know why nothing's happening. Try things. Use your body. Use your voice. Get excited. Get happy. Here's another one that's going to help you immensely. Cultivate deep thankfulness. This is a huge key to, to feeding your spirit, to feeling alive, feeling better. If you're feeling discouraged at all, depressed, I'm telling you, these are the way out. I'm trying to connect this into health right now for you so I make it really obvious to you. This is the way out. So cultivate deep thankfulness. It's really hard to maintain a bitter heart when you're super thankful. You could just start, just start with what Jesus has done for you. That, that ought to take you a while, right? But, but I, I have m- most days at some point, I, I'm saying, God, I'm so thankful. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my sons. I'm, I'm so blessed. Um, I, I, please, please, I'm encouraging you. Use thankfulness. It, it is, like I said, it's the way out of discouragement, out of depression, Find reasons. You've got, you've got a thousand of them. You just have to actually be intentional. Say, God, I thank you. You're amazing. Here's another one. Is find God's heart in the word. I'm going to read these. Oh, here. I'm going to read in uh, Psalm 119. I'm going to read this one. Find his heart in the word. Before I read this, the reason why I said that, instead of saying, get in the word, you know, read the Bible, is the point of this is to find the Lord in it, is to experience him in this. But I also know that sometimes in this culture where everything is uh, like even this, I'm not even making you open your Bibles because it's all up here for you, but sometimes we get out of the habit of getting into the Word, and it's so rich. It's so good. Um, If you don't know where to start, um, Book of John is a great place to start if you just want to kind of Get a sense of, of Jesus. It's a, it's a lot of what he said, um, his discourses. It's really good. Um, one of my favorites is Ephesians. I mean, it's all good. You know, it's all amazing. Um, but I want to read this to you. Psalm 119. Okay. All right, verses 41 and 42. Uh, yeah. This is a long chapter. Do you know this is the longest one in the Bible? Um, wow. <laughs> still Psalm 119. Hey, I could do it. I could get there. Let... This is the psalmist saying to God, let your faithful love come to me, Yahweh, true to your promise or to your word. Save me. Give me an answer to the taunts against me since I rely on your word. Can you see that I'm talking about health right now? And this is what I'm trying to say is that when, when you actually encounter promises, encounter the Lord in the midst of the promises, it actually gives you um, an answer to sometimes the taunting things that are even in your own brain. Sometimes it's somebody else. It's not being kind. But sometimes, a lot of times, it's the self-talk. And if I could, if I could say anything to you, this goes back to the, the video we just watched, and it would be this. Be kind to yourself. Learn, learn really good self-talk. Meaning, even if you make a mistake, even if you do something you, you, you're, uh, you regret, something you know is not who you are in Christ, 
there's there's a couple different ways of, of going about that. One is you can you can start to beat yourself up. You can go into a pit and and think that if I just whip myself some more, then I'll prove to God and to me that I, I was really bad and I won't do this again. Well, that actually doesn't work. It's not that's not the gospel. The gospel is that that Jesus has saved you. He's forgiven you, and He's the one that tells you who you are, that you're royalty, that you're you're. He says you're perfect, actually, which means you. You, all you need to be is your original self, which is what that word means. But how do you know those things? Well, it's all in the word. It's here. This is this is the thing you can use when you're starting to go down a wrong road that's tearing yourself apart. The 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 times when you're when you're um, you know n- nasty to yourself is not going to help. What's the way out? Find out what God says in His Word. Meet His heart there and agree with Him. And it's going to help you, and this is also going to impact your emotions, and it's going to impact your body. All right, let's go to your soul. This is your mind, your emotions. Forgive quickly. I'm just letting that one sink in. It's kind of self-explanatory. And unforgiveness is a poison. It is. If you read the word, it's pretty pretty clear. And in Ephesians 4, it says that we're to forgive just as God forgave us. Remember we just talked about thankfulness. Any of you thankful that God counts nothing against you? <laughs> what? That's the gospel. He counts nothing against you. Oh, my goodness. That's the reason why we all ran to him in the first place, in case you forgot. Right? And then, but somehow, when we get deeply wounded, and the Lord understands these things, but somehow we think it's our right, it's our our right that we can hold against other people things that they've done and actually imprison them in that place. Sometimes we can hold people and things they've done for years if we want to. The wild thing is, it doesn't just keep them in prison, it keeps us in prison. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. But you're poisoning yourself. How, how do you release things? Well, we have a Holy Spirit, we have a counselor, we have a helper. We have Jesus who says, who says I forgive you, I'm, I'm your... I'm, I'm your shepherd. I'll walk through this with you. He'll heal those places in your heart. But I want to tell you that unforgiveness will impact your emotions dramatically, and it will impact your body dramatically. So you have a choice. So much of this is choice. You are loved whether you forgive or not forgive. You are loved. You are. Because his love for you doesn't change. This is about you getting to enjoy all that Jesus has paid for you, especially your freedom from unforgiveness. And here's the wild thing, if you've never thought about this. When you choose to forgive that person who has hurt you, because you're freeing them, you're actually enabling your, bad word for these days, you're causing them, allowing them, you're allowing them, to be able to experience freedom so that the Lord can work in their heart and actually heal them up. Do you see how that works? There are scriptures that are very clear that when we choose to hold someone down, there's something in heaven that's actually binding that person and us. So, and if forgiveness is not a word that really speaks to you, other, other ways you could describe it, you could say this, to this person. You don't have to say it to them directly, by the way. This can be in your own heart. But you can say, not only I forgive you, but you can say, I release you. I hold nothing against you. You don't owe me anything. That's what forgiveness means. I release you from your debt. Just like the Lord's done for you. I'm telling you, this is divine healing. This is how it's going to come. Be with life-giving friends. This is a biggie. Now, let me explain this, though, because if we're only going to be with life-giving friends, then we are not actually going to be out helping people who are not (laughs) life-giving. 
So I'm not saying hang around life people, giving people only. Otherwise, because we, we do have love to give away to people who aren't quite there yet, right? What I am saying, figure this out. You need a healthy dose of being around people who are healthy and who get it, who get the Lord's love, who get the Lord's grace. The people that are just fun to be around because they're filled with life and love and joy, you need to be around people like that. You really do. Uh, here's, let me just read this one in Proverbs 27.9. Because I like it. It says, Oil and perfume gladden the heart and the sweetness of friendship rather than self-reliance. So it's saying friends are just like the sweetness of good friends are like oil and perfume and it's so much better than trying to do it alone. Okay? Here's another one. Is renew your thinking. The Romans 12, too, is, is to uh, let your minds be renewed. And um, I preached on this probably about four months ago. And I, if it just probably a lot of you were there, but to remind you, we are actually physiologically wired in our brains that the bad things, the bad thoughts, the I'm no good, um, all those kind of bad thoughts, I'm a, I'm a terrible person, I'm a sinner, those things, if we, rely, if we start to focus on those things and make that the truth, we're actually these little dendrite things are growing in our brain, which makes it more and more feel more and more true to us, even if it's not true. You do that enough, and I showed pictures of this, and it becomes a giant tree. That's a stronghold. Something becomes so ingrained in us that it feels like it's true. Something that's not true feels like it's true. Here's the wonderful thing is that God has wired right into us free will. He's also wired into us choice when we make choices that things are reversed. You'll find this over and over again. You can reverse things just by your choice to want life instead of death. So in this case, when you start realizing these are bad thoughts, I don't want these, you can renounce them. You can say, I don't agree with this. this is, I'm not a bad person. God says I'm loved. When you do that over and over again, these bad trees are decreasing in your brain. These good ones are increasing, and this becomes more real. This becomes the thing that I am good. The Lord loves me. That becomes more and more real to you. So renew your thinking. I'm, I promise you this is not self-help talk. Okay, Everything I'm telling you, remember those scriptures at the beginning. It's the Lord who's going to help you and make you a well-watered garden. So don't do this apart from him. Like Don't, don't try to do the self-help. God, I'll, I'll, I'll start hanging out with you when I feel like I'm a better person. Because that just ain't going to happen. He says, I hang out with you. I, hung, I chose to hang out, with, hang out with you long before you ever tried to do anything to fix yourself up. And I certainly don't need you to fix yourself up because that's my job. So ask me in. Let me you know, take a hold of your heart. Give me the areas where you need help. I will help you. I love to help you. It's my covenant promise to help you. All right. Let's go to the body Thanks. <laughs> Oops. Here we go. Here we go. Wait. Wait for it. Okay. Do it again, Daddy. All right. Rest when you need it. Can I tell you something? Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is to take a nap when you need one. I am serious. One of the best things you can do for your body is get the sleep you need. And you know what you need. And it's not the same for everybody. So you don't have to feel guilty if your body tends, you know, needs more than the national average. Whatever. What do you need? 
I, I'm serious about this because because so often we push ourselves so hard and we're exhausted and we're wondering why we can't connect with God and why we're you know discouraged and and some of it is just because you're tired. And actually, sleep is a gift from the Lord. It is, and and it is absolutely His His plan. You know, you know that that He He wired in one day a week when He says, "I don't want you to do anything." That was the Lord saying that. He actually said that about the land too. Did you know that? At one one year in every seven, He wants the land to rest. And we haven't gotten to the nutrition part yet, but I will just tell you already, one of the reasons why we're missing the minerals in our food is because we won't do that. Because we think it's unproductive. We can't, we can't waste a year of land when we could have vegetables on it. Well, the problem is, is we've, we've stripped all the minerals out of our food. That's why we have to take supplements. But, but the point is, I'm trying to get to is we need to listen to the Lord. The same for our bodies. Rest is necessary. It's part of the program. And you know what's funny? is that some of you were like really tired back there, and then when I started saying you could sleep and rest, all of a sudden you're all like, yeah, I see everyone awake now. That's, that's awesome. Um, I want, it's true. I just, everyone like perked up on that one. They're like, yes, I love this teaching. <laughs> here's here's. <laughs> Here's Jesus saying to us in Matthew 11. He says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion, which is our self-help effort stuff? He says, come to me and get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. And learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's his promise to you. And like I said, there are times, I, I know this, we, I think we all feel that, that struggle with we want to feel productive with our life, but also with each day in our life. And somehow we feel, I don't know whatever that measurement we all have, because it's probably more internal than anything, but the things that we feel like we ought to get accomplished in a day. And I want to tell you, there are times when the Lord would want to pull you away from all that and say, you'd be far more productive if we could just sit and enjoy some quiet time for a while. And you know what? If you're enjoying quiet time with the Lord and, and you're soaking and you fall asleep, don't wake up and feel guilty. You're like, oh, I blew it. I was supposed to have a quiet time and I slept. And God's like, I know because you needed it. But you fell asleep right thinking about me. Wasn't that great? Eat healthy. Oh, there's two of them up there. But I'm just going to do eat healthy. What is both of those scriptures? Eat healthy and stay active. That's 1 Corinthians 6. That's the one that talks about your body being a temple. So take care of it. This is a very interesting thing because, like I said, God loves us no matter what. This has nothing to do with him accepting you or not. Or how much he likes you. He, you're good. Okay? You're all good. With, he loves you. But this, this body, this temple, this is the only one we got. So when this one wears out, we're kind of done here on the earth. Now, not such a bad thing. We're going to heaven. But most of us probably feel like, I think I'd like to stick around and finish the things I think I was supposed to do. Right? So we've got to take care of this body. We do. It's a very practical but necessary thing. And the Holy Spirit's going to help you to do it. He's going to show you. The eat healthy part, you all know what's healthy and what's not for the most part. And I mean, today there's so much information. You know, we have a, yeah, overflood of information, right, about, about health. But, what are you, but what's your choice? What will you do to stay healthy? Um, this 80-20, the reason why I put it up there is, is I had a, a, several years ago, um, there was a naturopath that, that uh, I, I saw a few times when my mom was seeing her way back in the day. Anyway, she said something that really stuck with me, which was this 80-20 thing, which was if, if we will eat 80% of the foods that we're really supposed to eat, and you know what those are, the green leafy vegetables, the, the good stuff for you, your body can actually take care of the 20% for the most part when you're healthy. 
People who are not healthy, like they come in and, for, for example, they're, they have an immune system problem or cancer or something, then that number goes, they try to bring it way up higher than 80 because they want to make sure your body can fight off things. Here's why. Your body was made to heal. Your body heals itself. You know this every time you cut yourself and a week or two later it's healed. It's amazing. It's miraculous. We just don't think anything of it because it's, it's commonplace. It's just what happens. That's true internally as well. The reason why so many of us can't fight off diseases is because that 20% thing is jacked up way too high and our body's working so hard on those processing things that it doesn't recognize that it can't do what, it's, what God designed it to do. I'm just making it really simple for you so that you can see why it's important. And uh, how you do that, that's kind of up to you and the Lord. And you've got all kinds of things on the Internet you can do. Um, you know, f- for me, just in the last two months, I just cut out sugar. I did this even before Christmas, which was amazing. Because <laughs> I'm not saying I did this, therefore you have to. Or I did this, therefore you're a bad person if you don't. I'm sharing with you, we all make choices. And sometimes, and, and I know it goes like this. Sometimes we make good, better choices or worse ones. But I'm saying to you, physically, it's not just your physical body. It's going to impact your emotions, and it's going to impact your spirit. They're all connected in. So when you say, God, I want you, and I don't know why, you know, I always feel this way, but, but you're eating really bad all the time, that's actually part of the equation. Just, just saying. And the stay active part, very similar. We, 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 you know, so often when we get older, we're, we're sitting a lot more. And, and you've got to do some things to stay active. Uh, whatever that means to you, whatever that looks like. If you have a dog, you have a built-in excuse. Take him for a walk, right? Any of you, as you get older, you start feeling, you know, your things are getting uh, more stiff and you're more sore. Can I tell you the simplest thing is stretch a lot more? But it's true, but you have to. If you don't, your body actually more and more starts curling up. It just will if you don't. If you don't. Um, those are just really practical things. I'm not trying to make this a big deal, but I am saying it's this message tonight was about was about prospering in your health, and and I'm just telling you it in, it includes all of these things. Now sometimes we get overwhelmed, right? Because we're like, ah, uh, which is it? Is it this thing or is it that thing? Well, listen to the Holy Spirit. He's going to help you. And like I said before, just take a few of these things that hit you and say, okay, Lord, I need your help. I want to start changing these things because mostly here's the problem with um, New Year's resolutions. You know, this year I'm going to lose 20 pounds and, and then, you know, by week two you've already forgotten it, right? Or you're discouraged and you're like, well, next year I'll do it. Um, resolutions aren't so good. What is good is a choice with the Holy Spirit to start m- making some habit changes. And once you start making habit changes for a while, it just becomes part of your routine. All right? Okay, then. Speak life and healing to your body. This is a biggie. This is the last one that I'm bringing up tonight. Speak life and health to your body all the time. Let me give you a few examples. I'll I'll just start with a simple one. Um, Many of you, if you get a cold, you will say to countless people, I have a cold. I'm going to tell you, don't, don't say that. You don't have it. Because Jesus already paid for that, and you don't want it anyway, right? So why would you own it? Just, I'm suffering from a cold, that's true. Uh, And I speak life over my body. I speak healing over my body. I just just speak my immune system to be strong in Jesus' name. And I'm going to go take a nap if I'm tired. Because when you're fighting something, usually you need more sleep. Listen to your body. The Lord will show you things. He'll tell you things. Um... I, I want to share this story with you. Some of you helped Suzanne and I move into our house 12, 13 years ago, something like that, into the house where we are in Pleasanton. But some of you were around long enough to help us move in there, which we very much appreciate. During that move, um, I, I fell off of a ladder and I, uh, in the garage, and I landed on my shoulder and... I did something horrible, like I, you know, felt the rip, and I, it was just bad. And I couldn't, I couldn't move my arm more than this much without excruciating pain, like just barely moving it. Now, what I'm about to say next, some of you might think isn't 
wise, but I never actually went to the doctor. I'll tell you why, though. Because, because in my heart, I, I felt the Lord saying to me, if you'll listen to me, if you'll do what I say, I'll heal you. Okay. So what I would do is, is, especially I did this in the shower. Just By the way, that's just a great time. It's just you and the Lord, nobody else around. Great time to do things like this. So, right? Chamber of Revelation. <laughs> the Chamber of Revelation. In fact, if you are feeling like you're a disappointment to God or you've done things you're not happy about, when the water's washing over you, hello, that's your time to say, Lord, you've cleansed me. I am clean. The word says, I am clean already by the word he has spoken over me. Did you know that? You'd know that if you get in the word and then you take the promises <laughs> and use them. I use them all the time. So I'm so in this several years ago. So I'm in the shower and, and I'm praying over myself. I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, God, I bless my shoulder. I bless. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain I had torn a rotator cuff or something that bad. And I said, um, in Jesus name, I, I bless my arm. I'm, I'm going to have full mobility. This will not be a lifelong injury. See, whatever your fear is, speak the opposite. This is a huge key. Speak the opposite. So you're, a lot of times we get hurt, we're thinking, oh, no, this is forever. No, it's not. So I spoke that. And within, you know, within days, I'm already, I'm already like this. But it wasn't just in the shower. It was any time that thought came into my mind that, oh, no, this is a terrible injury. I'm, I'm going to deal with this. It, it won't get healed. As soon as I picked up that mind, that's one of those bad dendrite things. I said, no, that's not true. And I would speak again to my arm. I'm perfect. I bless you to be perfectly healed. You'll have full mobility. Arm, I bless you. And within, within about, I don't remember, a week or two, full mobility, no pain. To this day, no pain. So... That's an example of speaking life and healing over your body. The proverb there says there's life and death in the tongue. You, you've got to understand that's not just a, a, you know, a, a cool saying or whatever. Hey, that sounds kind of cool. No, it's actually 100% true. What you speak, you're prophesying good or bad, doom or gloom or, or good. So speak good things, which comes back to the point I made at the beginning. Be kind to yourself. Speak good thoughts, good things over yourself all the time. If you make a mistake, tell yourself, wow, that's not me. I'm not going to do that because this is who I am. To see how different that is than shame and condemnation, speak kindly to yourself and you will progress so much faster. You know, religion will tell you, no, you've got to beat yourself up because that's, that's how you get better in the Lord. No, that's not true. Speak kindly to yourself. Because... You're worth it. Right? Can you say this? Can you say, I'm worth it? I'm worth it. You know how you're going to believe that? By receiving God's love, by loving yourself, by speaking kindly to yourself. In other words, you are worth taking care of. Everything that I put up on that screen, those weren't checklists for you to feel guilty if you're not doing it. Something inside of you has to get this to the core, like a little child, like those little kids that were loving themselves in the mirror, right? It's, you've got to come to a place where you say, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. And when you can get to that place and realize that it's true, your health will change because you'll start making better choices. You do that when you love yourself. Right? All right. Would you, um, would you stand for a moment? And we're going to... Mm, I'm realizing that it's 8.30. I really tried to zip through this. Um, and, uh, yeah, we still... Here's the thing. It, yeah, so, so parents... Um, We're going to ask if, if they can watch the kids for 10 or 15 more minutes because I wanted Joel to come up and share something with you. 
Um, and then we're going to pray for healing tonight. So we're going to declare something together. And what we're going to declare after this, this one right here, the next screen, is everything that I just put up there in order, except that I personalized it. I made it first person so you can make a declaration out of it. But do you see who's going to do it? The Lord is, right? Lord, help me too, right? So I just want to make sure you get that really clear. So here we go. Lord, help me too. It's coming. There we go. Oh, value your presence. Worship you often. Cultivate deep thankfulness. Find your heart in the word. Forgive quickly. Be with life-giving friends. Renew my thinking. Rest when I need it. Eat healthy. Stay active. And speak life and healing to my body. Amen. All right. Go ahead and have a seat again. I'll keep that up there. Some of you are taking a picture. Um, One of the things that we didn't really talk about was supernatural miracles, which we totally believe in. I've seen hundreds of them in my life. There was a time when I didn't believe in that, and God got my attention, and, and we started to... I started to see amazing things happen, and so have many of you. So next week, that's why we have Dr. Susan. That's why we have this school. But um, I wanted to share, I wanted Joel to share something with you. He had an amazing encounter, heavenly encounter. And uh, you're really going to enjoy this. And then when he does, we're just going to lead that into ministry time, especially for healing. So, Joel Pollard. Hey, family. So I'll make this quick. Um... Back in the spring of 2016, you know, we were all tired, so I, so I went to bed, not thinking about too much, thinking about what I'm going to eat in the morning, and I go, and I have a dream, and the Lord is telling me to go back and to learn everything I can about the healing generals and the revivalist, and so I must have been in a cranky mood, I said, not again, because I knew it was going to require something of me, so I passed it off. Then a couple of nights later, the Lord said, you need to go back and, and learn. And so I'm like, well, I, I'll say yes this time. Fast forward to October, I went to Uganda, did some prophetic conferences at some other ministry. And I shared with you back in November that there were creative and notable miracles, which took me very off guard because I was not expecting it. And the Lord began to deal with my heart about reading, finding what your normal is. And bringing your expectation to a very high, high level. It's, it's the perspective that we're going to see. A heavenly perspective, not the earthly perspective. So, um, with, with all that, that really made a huge imprint on my heart. Uh, kids coming up who have brain tumors and saying, I don't want to die. Will you pray that God will extend my life? Those types of things. So, how many of you know that can get to you, right? So, a, about a week and a half ago... I was tired. With three daughters, you tend to get a little tired keeping up with them, right? And I went to bed. I had no agenda. I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep, and it's praise the Lord. You know, I did that. And in the night, it was not a dream. This is my first time. It was a transportation to heaven. And I've always heard about him. I've heard the great stories. I've heard all the fanfare, if you will. But I got to. I didn't have to. I got to go and see what's going on. And in this, in this um, open encounter, if you will, I was taken up into, it must have been a portion of heaven, and there was this huge walkway that went down and curved around, and to the right of it was a, this, this sea of glass of water. Perfect sparkle, perfect everything. The weather was perfect. Couldn't get any perfect. And I saw up sitting above, it looked like a restaurant. So I'm thinking, this is good. They have food. This is wonderful. (laughs) Making me hungry, right? And there was a little um, patio-covered thing. And I saw a long, oblong table up above. I'm like, this is good. And there goes sitting Benny Hinn. Thinking, well, he's still alive. What's he doing up here? So I, I, I go down around, 
And I passed this African-American couple. You could tell they're married. They're very young, very attractive couple. And they look at me, and they're just like beaming. I'm like, this is good. So I go, and there's this widest staircase ever to the entrance of the restaurant. And I go up, and I go in, and they take my hand. They're like, they're expecting you. I'm like, okay. So I'm a little freaked out. And around the corner is this table. It could probably sit 15 people. It's oblong in shape. And this is where it gets good. At the table, in order, from the right to the left sits Mariah Woodworth Etter. William and Ginny Seymour, who are that couple that I have passed. John G. Lake. Smith Wigglesworth. Amy Simple McPherson, A.A. Allen, William Brannan, Jack Coe, Oral Roberts, there's Benny Hinn, as he is in modern day, how he looks, Lester Sumrall, and Catherine Kuhlman. Now, the thing of it is, is everybody was in their prime. They were probably in their late 20s to early 30s. They were in their prime, even as... In the natural, some of them didn't start their ministries until they were very much older here on earth. But they were all in their prime, and they they were beaming. They were beaming. They didn't have a care in the world because we're talking about the different realm shift, right? This is heaven. This is a totally different thing. And I felt almost unworthy to be in their presence. And I walk... And then Benny Hinn says, there you are. We've been expecting you. And you could almost, it seemed and it felt that they were giving counsel to him, heavenly counsel. And he said, sit there. I said, that's the head of the table. He said, that's your spot. So I sat. He said, good, now we can pour into you. Now we can pour into you. And they were all dressed in modern-day clothes like we wear. They weren't in, in their era of clothes, which is interesting. So then, this is a realm. And I thought it was actually happening. I thought I was actually there. And the next thing, I opened my eyes, and I'm laying in my bed. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Goodness became two words. Oh, my goodness. And so I begin, I process that thing the whole entire day. I'm like, oh, how do you put that in English? What does that look like? So I started on one path. I don't know how many of you might do this of like, Lord, what's that mean for me personally? Does that mean Helen or what's that mean? And then just being encouraged by my inner circle, I begin to process it and really be open to, Lord, this is not about me solely This is about blazing fire. And what does it look like for us as a church? And so I begin to define and interpret it piece by piece that the healing, it's interesting with Dr. Richards how we are partnering together with her through a cultivated relationship, through like a like-heartedness to really advance what Father's heart is, what the kingdom is, right? And interesting of next week how this whole thing is it's going to be grounded, it's going to be groomed, and this thing, God knows where it's going to go. And that healing, there's this great thing of healing that's going to happen. But what I also saw with is even though most of those people were healing revivalists slash generals, there were those who were the representation of a dispensation of what we call the Holy Spirit in their own era. And then the Lord began to piece the puzzles together. You know, when you do a big puzzle, you're like, where's that piece go? I don't get it. And then he puts the piece in the perfect spot. And he began to show me that out of this wave and out of this uh, outpouring of healing on all levels, and it all looks different because this is not a revival, nor will it be a healing where in the past moves, people are going to say, that's not God, and therefore it's not authentic. Because God is not limited, and he can move and do what he wants to do however he wants to, because he is himself. And that's just the way it is. It's its kingdom, right? It doesn't have to look one way. 
and I'm going to wrap it up, that the healing was going to dovetail into the greatest. Everybody say the greatest. The greatest outpouring and dispensation of the Holy Spirit that we have ever seen, that you have ever been a part of, that you will be the ones to help usher in. There is this, this together, this, uh, the word cohesiveness came, that these two are going to not only intermingle, they're just going to parallel with each other because it's God's heart. He wants to heal people. He wants to pour out his spirit. And that can look a lot of different ways. Somebody, right? And so I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is, this is God. Praise the Lord. You know, I've just started going into this whole thing. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is so, so good. And I remember in John 14, 12, where it says that we are going to do greater works. It says we were going to do the works that Jesus does, but then it goes on to say in the same verse that we're going to do greater works. Now, what does that look like? Chew on that. And then I got a little freebie, I call it, the other day. I was sort of minding my own business, and I was thinking about Amazon because I just had to order something. How many of you love Shop Amazon? It's a great thing. (laughs) And the Lord began to show me, give me an analogy. When you order something off Amazon, it takes, you know, several days to get to you. But then there's something called Amazon Prime. And for only $99 a year, if you pay that, you can get two-day shipping. So then the Lord began to piece it together. Just say real quick, he began to piece it together. And what he began to show me is that the price has been paid long, long ago. But because of the church, that's you and me, of our prayers, our intercession, where we have uh, stood uh, steadfast and we have not been moved, we're like, Lord, we know your heart. We know what you promised. We know what you've said. We know what you've decreed and declared. And we are in it for the good. We are all in. Say, I'm all in, right? And then he began to show me, because of those, we have been upgraded to prime. We have been upgraded to prime. So what the Lord is about to send and what's about to hit is coming prime. See, it's coming prime, not only in the things of the church, not only in the things of healing, not only in the ways of the Lord and his spirit and his goodness, because he's a good, good father, that's who he is. It's in our families. And I declare that prime the prime of the Lord, the prime of heaven, the prime of the kingdom, the prime of what the Father's heart has always looked like is going to invade you. It's going to come into this place where there's going to be this deeper partnership, a deeper cultivation, like nothing you've ever could even fathom in your mind because he wants to move in the areas. He wants to move on in. He wants to take the residents up like he, he does in us for the temple. And he wants to go prime. Everybody say, the Lord's going to go prime in me this year. And I even begin to hear processing that even some of us, and it's not a bad thing, it's just a growing pain, that even some of us have said, Lord, I don't, is this going to be another year where I just go through the motions? And I've even asked that myself. I'm direct with God. I'm like, I don't want to go through the motions. And then the Lord began to deal with me personally, and I think it's for some people here, that this is not another year where you are going to go around the base of the mountain in a loop. This is where we change our elevation, say, my elevation's about to be changed. The elevation, because when you are at zero at the base, you see certain things and only certain things. And the Lord began to show me through this whole encounter in heaven that as we elevate with him, as we go higher with him, and I'm talking realms, I'm talking encounters, I'm talking experiences, that we, you and I, are, will see a whole new perspective. We will see things that we didn't even know were ever there. We're like, oh my goodness, the color will be vivid. It will be, the clarity will be ridiculous. We're like, oh my goodness. And the higher that we go, say, it's time for me to climb my mountain. Tell you that. And Lord, whatever it is, I release prime. 
I release the prime. Again, I release it. I declare it in each one of us, Lord, whatever that looks like in our family, in the restoration of relationships, God, in healing in our bodies, in our minds, in our souls, in the places where we feel empty. I even go after the feeling even that I've been struggling with of not feeling content in certain areas so that you will bring a contentment. You will bring a joy. You will bring the full thing of what we are alive for, what we, the destiny, the purpose that is going to be reestablished in our hearts, in our lives, in our spirits, in our souls, because we are alive. Say, I am alive. For now, for such a time as this. So right now, if you need a healing, if you need a move, if you want really your, the expectancy And I kept on thinking expectancy, that's a nice word, but what does it look like and what does it mean? Because I'm a visual guy, what does that mean? What do I expect in my life? I said, well, I expect the mail to come six out of seven days a week. I expect the mailman to deliver my mail. That's one thing I expect. And the Lord said, how much more? How much more in the things and the ways of heaven can we take the expectancy and put a demand on it for it to become our normal? And we're talking about health in all different levels and more specifically the supernatural things of the Lord that it will become our normal. Uh, That was good right there. It will become your normal. It will become, it will be the normal way of how we interact and the normal way of how we do things. So Father, right now, all the needs in this place, in this room, Father, we lift them before you and we come boldly boldly before your throne of grace and we believe you we expect it that you are coming like never before to encounter each one of us individually and together as a corporate body called blazing fire we thank you right now for those physical things according to the original design of god i call those things back into original alignment even in the heart and the soul and the uh even the mental uh, incapacitations to different levels, Lord, we call those things back in. We call those things back in. And so I, right now, just where you're at, just give them further permission, just further permission for the person of the Holy Spirit to continue to go where he always has been wanting to go. And Father, I release over all of us here that you will begin to give us heavenly encounters. Realms that we can't put into our language that we speak. It will be an experiential, it will be an encounter like we've never had before. That we will know your heart like we've never known before. And not only will we know it, but we will see what that looks like. We will see the love of the Lord. We will see the love of the kingdom. We will see the manifest kingdom on earth looking like a whole bunch of different things because it's your expressed heart. So, Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. We, tonight is the night where we redefine what normal is. We look through heaven's gaze. We look through the eyes of Jesus. And we say, that's, that's what we want. And I even prophetically declare that the healing that is going to be used out of this body and other bodies at large, that Father as the healing hits the Tri-Valley. And as it hits and floods through the greater Bay Area and the state of California and through the whole nation will be washed on all levels, God. There will be a healing revival that will lead to a reformation that will come and it will be one of the greatest things that will go down in the history books. And it will spill over into the nations of the earth. It will spill over because the footprint of heaven has come to earth. There's this collision There's this coming together of the supernatural things and ways of heaven becoming the normal things here on this earth. 
Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Um, can I have the prayer teams come up and, and uh, maybe even overseers or next gen or anyone who wants to? I just want to make sure we have enough people to pray tonight. Expecting some real real breakthroughs tonight. Um, parents, do get your kids. Yeah, I think they're bringing them in, which is awesome. And uh, just earlier, um, while I was worshiping, I started I started praying. I said I said, God, you remember. Um, just like you did, like you, like the Smithton revival, because we were there for that one. I said, Lord, we want that here. Bring it here. And I started going through one after another, Toronto and Pensacola. Then I started going back, you know, Hebrides and all the different revivals. I said, Lord, bring it here, bring it here. And I felt his pleasure over it. I, he was pleased. He's like, you know, I like it when you remind me of those things. And uh, so, Father, what we're saying is, is, is God, we know that, that we're in a time right now where where you're going to pour out something that is above and beyond anything this world has ever known before. Lord, we're alive for such a time as this. So God, thank you. Thank you, thank you that your great heart is, is pouring out your spirit and that we will see and we are seeing miracles, signs and wonders in greater and greater measure. Father, thank you. We just open, thank you for open heavens and we release healing tonight. We release miracles tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you need prayer, come on up and get prayer, and we bless you.